Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Atomic Shot. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Iggy. Joining me is my good buddy, Tyler. Tyler, welcome back once again, my dude. Good, good to have you back. Uh, I have a feeling we'll have to put our heads together for this one. Yes, yes. They're gonna be. I, I expect a lot of head punts from you today, man. If not, I'll be very disappointed. Yeah, I don't have too many prepared, to be honest. That was the Damn. only one. Damn it, Tyler! Okay. <laughs> um, when when I want puns, I don't have, I don't get them. But when I don't want puns, you're right there. Um, so uh, just to get into it, last week we talked about Mothra versus Godzilla, which was the first, the technically the first interpromotional interpromotional inter monster fight between Toho because Mothra had her own movie and Godzilla had his own movies at that point. Um, and now, obviously, I think that did obviously very, very well, which leads us to, and I, I alluded to this last week, um, but uh, I'm going to say it again as I look away for a second because something fell. Um, uh, this is, I call this, to, just for moder- modern ar- modern audiences, as I can't formulate my own words, uh, this is the Avengers moment for the Toho, early parts of the Toho universe. Um, and I the say Toho that, cinematic universe. Yeah, I mean this is a shared cinematic universe, um, except that for the they don't. It's not as yeah. It, it's as close as you could compare it to, just for like modern audiences. People who may not be familiar with it. Uh, we call that reasons because not only does this movie feature Godzilla, of course, um, but uh, it returns Mothra in her larva form, um, and uh, also return returning from his own film, which came out I think is in. Eh. Not particularly for this case, because uh, uh, the original Rodan, well, there were two of them. Uh, right, the right, right. Movie. Right, but they had, like, and I was going to get into that, but yeah, the, the, the idea of Rodan, so, um, comes back in this one. So it may not be the same two. It's obviously not the same one, because in that one, something happens, which we'll get into that once we talk about Rodan. But Rodan is makes his official debut within it uh, as a character, and of course... The introduction into Godzilla is arguably his most famous opponent, and we talked about him in episode zero. This is the debut of King Ghidorah. Yeah, he's called a king. Yeah, uh, this is the this is the beginning point. So we've had four movies up to this point where Godzilla is a symbol of destruction, um, or he, except for King Kong versus Godzilla, but that's but even then he's still more of a bad guy. Um, yeah, he's the heel in that movie. Yeah, he's the bad guy, um, and now this is where you. This is officially where the turn begins, like uh, for at least for Godzilla. Um, but before, kind of, but not really. Kinda. It's more the next movie, which I've I've, I've never seen before. But we'll talk about that next week. Oh um, boy. Yeah. So uh, let's get right into it. Let's talk about the two. Let's. We already talked about Godzilla. Let's talk about Mothra. Let's talk about the two titular monsters who make their debut in this movie. Let's talk. about... About the lesser one because let's face it, like he's not that he's cool, but eh, he's a bird. Let's talk about Rodan uh, in this movie. Uh, one of the big five. One of the big five. Um, I think out of the big five, he kind of gets the least amount of respect because he he just flies really fast. Yeah, I mean Mothra kind of does the same thing too. Heck, Ghidorah does the same thing in this movie. True, true, true. Um. But I feel like Ro- I feel like Rodan um, kind of just gets a, like oh he's just a bird he just doesn't fly but 
there's a lot of cool things to Ronan, um, namely, and, and they, they they can do more fun stuff with him in later movies like uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla two, um, and fight. I think I think is he in, he's in Final Wars where like he, well, I won't discuss what he does, but like he has cool moments in Final Wars, and I think uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters does a really good job of making Rodan like like badass. Oh yeah, they totally do that. Um, but as for this movie, he's kind of like the unexpected player in this movie, would you say? Um, I would say that he, in the beginning of the movie at least, he's one of the more pivotal threats. Okay. Until King Ghidorah shows up. Right, right, because right. it's, it's, uh, it's, sorry, it's been a couple of days since I've seen this movie, but it was, it's, uh, uh, Mothra's kind of doesn't show up to the end because she gets summoned to help, but Rodan's the one who makes his first appearance causing mayhem and shit, right? Yeah, he's the first one to awaken because some asshat drops his hat into the hole he was sleeping in. Right. Um, yeah, so th- there's that. Um, I don't know. And I, he I also like... roars like Godzilla in that scene. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he, yes, he does. Um, I do like his roar, uh, Rodan's roar. Like it's like it's like a combination of like it sounds like it's supposed to be a bird, but like magnified by a hundred. So it's it's like it has like a qua- like a. Like a like a calling noise, but way more terrifying. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, and how do, how do you feel about Rodan's design, T-Man? Um, I like the idea of a pterodactyl monster. You know, in lieu of the whole dinosaur motif we had for all the other monsters thus far. Right. You know, Mothra side. Yeah, Mothra's the only been the real devi. Well, up until now, the only real deviation. Um, uh, but I, I, one of the things I like about Ma, about Rodan's design, um, I mean, he is kind of goofy looking in the head, like, especially in certain scenes, which we'll talk about later, like, he kind of looks like, how's it going, guys? Godzilla kind of gives me the same vibe in this movie as well. A little bit, I won't, yeah, a little bit too. Um, but I do love the, the spikes on, on Rodan's belly. Um, I think those are really cool. That He doesn't really use them that much. Um, he uses them more in other movies. But um, I think uh, the spikes look really, really cool on him. But as like a... Uh, what were we going to say, buddy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, his beak is probably uh, the most prominent feature for me. And he uses it a lot in this film. Oh, most definitely. Peck, 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 peck. Um, did Rodan, you watch his... Did you watch the Rodans? The, technically, there's two Rodans in that movie. Uh, the Solo movie. Uh, his, uh, the, I haven't movie. watched it, though. I did a bit of research before we got into this. Okay, you want to care to go into that research a little bit before we get into that? Um, basically, um, from what I gathered, uh, in the original Rodan, there were two Rodans uh, that, by the end, got uh, they were buried alive. Basically, yeah, there were. There they were... don't they don't really go into it in this film, but the implication for me is since they were mates, uh, I get the feeling that the Rodan in this film is their offspring. But it yeah. may not be. Who knows? Yeah, that's that, yeah, exactly. That's why I can I consider it connected because I think you see they are eggs um, at some point in the in the original movie. I don't remember. I've never seen it, but I think I've seen I've seen a review on it that they're protecting their um, uh, their their eggs, uh, and so this this may have been just one that's been lying dormant, and finally he emerges. Um, f- uh, what interesting enough, there's a, there's a fun little trivia uh, that I that I got from watching uh, Wiki Wikizilla, which is a great YouTube channel for Godzilla content, by the way. Yeah, I've been watching those lately as well. Yeah, that's that's great resource. Um, 
they they talk about Rodan in his own movie. They wrote the Rodans in their own movie. It's like, that sounds like a fifties sitcom. And now the Rodans. <laughs> and if you're in Japan, uh, they would be called the Radons. Right. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, like, like, because I think it's supposed to be like Ray, Rayon, like, like, like. I I think that's the implication. Um, like Rayon or something like that. Something scientific. Um. But there's at the end of that movie uh, of when the Rodans are dying, and you see it's like an oh, it's like a wide shot. Of, I think it's Mount Fuji. I can't remember which mountain it is. Honestly, uh, it's exploding with lava, and one Rodan is already dying on the lava, and the other one descends on it, and it, you can see it kind of flapping, and it kind of looks like like it's trying to like console its partner. But in, uh, according to the um, the the special effects director it's like oh we, we it was caught on something we were just trying to shake it loose but like it looked better that way so we kept it uh which it works it's a, it's kind of an emotional moment to see you know unfortunately those two die the way they do um but this rodan is like an is kind of a dick in this movie uh and he's yeah he kind of is and he's not afraid to punch against his own weight against godzilla because he goes right after him the second godzilla shows up yeah, and to be fair, Godzilla isn't the type of monster that gets along with anything anyway. Right, for sure. Like, this movie just further cements the fact that he just can't get along with anybody. Right, exactly. Um, so yeah, Rodan, cool. I think I think ultimately Rodan is an underused monster. I don't think he gets nearly as much love as he should. Because uh, I, I don't know about you, Tyler, but growing up, pterodactyls were always one of my favorite dinosaurs. Oh yeah, um, pterodactyls are pretty cool. Uh, although they're kind of overshadowed by T Rexes. Oh sure, it's just <laughs> flying animals can't catch a break against the big lizard monster, against the bigger one. Um, that so sounds so, familiar. Yeah, I, I mean, so much so that I think what was it, Jurassic Park three when we actually saw like pterodons or, or pterodactyls in that in that movie? I freaked like, oh my god, they're finally interacting with pter- pterodactyls and they're huge. Get away from me. Um, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, so yeah, that's Rodan. Um, cool monster, cool new addition to Toho's universe. But let's talk about because this isn't called Godzilla versus Ghidorah. This isn't Ghidorah versus Mata Rodan Godzilla All Out Monsters Attack. This is called. This movie is called Ghidorah, the Three Headed Monster. And I'm gonna do my best to do like I'm not. I was gonna do his roar, but I'm like I can't. Yeah. Um. So this is this is uh this is unique. This is a unique monster because up until now. All Toho's monsters, even in the other movies, are Earth-based. Everything has been on the ground by radioactivity or some kind of scientific meddling something. Uh, What makes this movie, and this is kind of where Godzilla, I say this is where the pivot begins to happen for Godzilla movies in general, is Ghidorah's from outer space. In space. So this is the first time we are getting a monster who is not, uh, and we'll get more into the plot in a minute, but... Uh, who is not from here, and you can tell by his de- his design. He looks, he looks. I mean, just, I mean, the three heads are one thing, right? But you have the the, the beautiful wings. Um, you have a huge wingspan. Uh, the golden uh, scales, which I, I love, is a, such an iconic look. Um, what did you think of Ghidorah in this movie? Yeah, this is a really badass uh, introduction to uh, the character of King Ghidorah. Even though he appears um, nearly uh, thirty minutes before the movie ends, right? He he's mostly like in an egg, I think, right? Like when he he's in the yeah, meteor, he's right? in a meteor the entire time. So it's like the the threat of I think even uh, 
the character who mentions like mentions Ghidorah before you even see Ghidorah. I I I may be misremembering wrong, but I think you hear about Ghidorah before we actually see Ghidorah. Yeah, right before uh, Ghidorah hatches from the meteorite, uh, the quote unquote princess from Venus uh, explains that Ghidorah is gonna fuck everything up. Right, uh, that he's been destroying monsters. Uh, for, uh, he's been destroying plants, which we'll get into more in a minute. But uh, yeah, uh, I think for uh, like he Ghidorah makes such an impression in his first movie, um, so much so that he becomes Godzilla's most iconic, next to Mecha G, his most iconic foe. Yeah, but Mecha G still isn't a thing yet. Right. right so right, for right. the for the sake of argument, uh, he's still the most prominent bad guy in the not. Uh, the Toho universe up until Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Correct. Uh, and, he, and some would say even after that point, honestly. Uh, that depends on who you talk to. We even had that, that little discussion at the beginning of our this uh, of this one, which you can listen to episode zero for. Um, but how, how do you feel that, like, this is the fifth movie in the series, and now we're going, we're, we're basically going cosmic, right? And, and how do you, how do you, do you feel like, Toho made the right decision, basically expanding their um, their horizon. Just uh, not much because they don't really do much that much space stuff. Actually, they do start doing more outer space stuff after this. Um, oh yeah, especially in the next movie. <clears throat> How do you feel? Do you think? Do you do you think this is was a wise decision by Toho at the time? Do you think they feel like they needed to do this? Um, that's kind of a hard question to answer because the whole point of Godzilla in the beginning was an anti-nuke message. Right. And since we're bringing uh, cosmic entities from other planets, it's kind of a... I don't know how to answer that, really. Right. Um, obviously, I think it's... Uh, by going by box office-wise, it did well. So let's get... Speaking of that, let's get right into the stats and who made this movie, since I think we both can agree that Ghidorah is a welcome addition, and he's the first true villain of the series of, of the of this franchise we'll get more as we go along but um especially especially now once after this movie and or the next movie rather we're still going to start seeing more and more unique evil kaiju which i think this also opened the door for toho like oh godzilla doesn't have to be the bad guy um anymore um but let's get into the to the to, to the uh, who played who and who directed what? So once again, uh, for the third movie in a row, it's directed by Ishiro Honda, um, produced by Tomi Tanaka, of course. Uh, screenplay once again by Shinichi Sekizawa, starring Yosuke Natsuki, Hiroshi Kuzumi, Yuriko Hoshi, Akihiko Wa- uh, Wakabashi, I Wakabayashi, I apologize, and of course, uh, score by score by Akira Ifukube. Um, it was released on December 20th, 1964. Wow, only five days before Christmas. I know some kids are probably really, really happy. Um, yeah, and from and based on my research, this is a Rush project, right? I think so, yeah, um, based on when the last movie came out. Uh, only a runtime of 93 minutes, so another short one to God, similar to Godzilla versus, Mothra versus Godzilla. Um, and uh, for, Jap- for Japan-wise, Box Office did 2.3 million... Uh, based on Japanese and U.S. rentals. Um, so, yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, the film earned $375 million in district in, um, distribution income. Um, let's see. The film became the fourth highest grossing film from 1964 to 1965. Um, so, yeah. It was on a double feature with a film called Samurai Joker, which I don't know what that's, that sounds like a really cold name for a movie. Kind of want to check that out. 
Um, Isn't that called Ninja Batman, though? No. <laughs> oh, hope, oh, only one can dream, right? They 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 did the concept back in 1964. Um, but let's get in. Let's get into the plot. Um, so this is the most. This is this is the furthest yet we've been from Godzilla. The message of that Godzilla is a symbol for uh, atomic terror, because there's none of that in this movie. Yeah, definitely. I don't get any sort of anti-nuke vibes from this film at all. In fact, I don't even think there's an underlying message in the film to begin with. No. Which probably is... goes with in tandem with the whole Rush Project thing I mentioned earlier. Right. This is pretty much... We have these monsters. To quote Dr. Sarazawa from Godzilla 2014, let them fight. Um, let them fight. Let them fight. Uh, so... Having what like I because I seen I saw this movie right before uh, they released King of the Monsters so watching it in order now it kind of it's it, it feels like such a drastic change to go from you know the first two raids again is whatever we don't count raids again um, yeah, yeah. Um, and and even then Godzilla is considered a terror in like I said King Kong and of course the the uh, the 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 devastation of what is being done to the Earth and with Mothra represents we talked about that. There is no underlying symbolism at all. This is just a block, blockbuster science fiction popcorn movie in the best sense of the way. Yeah, pretty much. This is uh, probably the start of uh, Toho saying, hey, we should probably uh, market this more towards kids. Ex- just let the monster suits fight each other. It'll Ex- make money. Exactly. Which, ha- ha- like, having watched... Now, let me ask this question again. Having watched these for the first four, where it's very introspective for the most part there's been some fun moments it's not all serious except for the first one and now you go to this where there's almost no it's not that it's brainless but it's more simplified how did you feel just watching it do you do you feel like it's the same set of movies did it feel like a completely different like this isn't godzilla anymore uh, honestly, it doesn't feel too different from when I watched all these other films. You know, Gojira, yeah. 1994 aside, I almost said 1994. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I kind of trailed off there with that thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens to me sometimes. I get so lost in my own thoughts that I lose my thoughts. Okay, what was I saying? Uh... But yeah, um, point is, I didn't really feel like it was any different uh, uh, from all the other films aside from that film. You know, giant monsters fighting each other, that's what I came for. Right. But, uh, you know, aside from uh, Godzilla 1994, which I knew had a heavy anti-nuke message, I was expecting uh, big popcorn movies from the rest, you know? So Ghidorah uh, doesn't really... It doesn't really deviate too much from that perspective, I guess. Right. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. At the end of the day, it, uh, it, the previous news ended with a monster fight scene. It's just that, and I don't even think it's a bad movie. I think this is. I don't. I don't. I think I still like the ones before this more, just because they have like a meaning behind them, because there was a reason for the fighting and of course, or Godzilla's destruction and what he represents. But I, I still thought this was a fun. This was just like a fun movie to relax and watch. You know, yeah, especially for the final fight, yeah, which is what everybody comes for. Ex- exactly, uh, which is like the last thirty, fifteen, fifteen minutes, thirty, thirty, fifteen minutes, I think. 
Yeah, uh, jumping ahead, this is bar none the best part of the movie, because everything else that precedes it is kind of eh. Yeah, um, let, so uh, let's get right into that. Um, so basically the plot of the movie is, uh, there's a lot, but mostly is that, um, like, uh, it's funny enough because it opens up with, like, these people who are watching for UFOs, and this reporter is with them, and he's like, well, not going to get you to foes because they know you're not a believer. They're reading your brainwaves, which I love that scene because it's just like, just leave her alone, dudes. <laughs> UFOs aren't a thing. Um, uh, but it's basically like, I because I thought they were going to tackle climate change a little bit because um, they allude to the fact, like, it's winter and it's fucking hot. I'm like... You know, it's there's something wrong in the cosmos, and I and I said to myself out loud, "No, my sir, that's called climate change." <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's basically your first allusion to that Ghidorah. That's Ghidorah. That's Ghidorah somehow doing that. Uh, the film doesn't say that specifically, but when you learn about Ghidorah, it's kind of like implied that he his entrance into the into the atmosphere is kind of causing shit to go haywire. Yeah, pretty much. That was the implication I got as well. Yeah. Meanwhile, you have um, Ghidorah, who represents the main threat coming from... I don't think they say what planet he's from, but um, they don't give him a planet name yet. Um, but he destroyed the planet Venus, or wrecked the... Or maybe not physically, but, like, there was a civilization on Venus, and the princess... The queen or princess? Um, royalty? Um, some sort of uh, alien being that body jumps from one person to another, I guess. Maybe? Yeah, jumps into the body of this pr- of this princess on Earth, who, like, I love that her royal guard looked, like, straight out of the 1500s. Um, yeah, what is with those uh, guys' garbs, anyway? There are I, some I, guards from the assassination group that dress up like they're fucking Santa Claus. Yeah, I know, I love it. It's great. <laughs> this, this some of the best parts of the human parts is, is the, are those guys. Um, but like it opens up with uh, like her, she's she's uh, she's in danger um, from an assassination attempt, and her plane like blows the fuck up. Uh, which like that's I'm in like granted and it somehow looks... opens up a portal to another dimension. Yeah, it's weird. Just go with it. It's kind of those things you just kind of have to roll with the punches. You can't really you can't really think too much in this movie, which not a bad thing. Sometimes you just want to mind this monster mash with some really weird and not pointed well science fiction um and it really centers around this princess who has been inhabited by this venusian as they're called uh basically spreading the message that like you're in danger Ghidorah is coming she doesn't call him Ghidorah to like the near the end of the movie but basically she warns that she warns him about godzilla and rodan first right 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 that the monsters are coming and everything um and mostly follows uh this brother and sister couple Brothers and couple, that's weird. This brother and sister, yeah. um, as they try to, and I think, and of course, this is, there's a scientist, because there's always a scientist. Um, Gotta have the scientist. And uh, and basically, their struggle to protect, to protect it, that's mostly the Earth, the human plot. And how did you feel about the human actors this time around, Tyler? Uh, I honestly don't feel too much with these guys. Um uh, they just kind of carry the whatever plot along. Like, I just feel like they're just kind of there. And I, honestly, I know you're not supposed to think about it. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a monster movie at the end of the day. You, uh, you got to roll with the punches, as you said. But there are just too many questions that kept creeping into my mind uh, when going through this one. Like, why do these assassins want to kill the princess in the first place? Are they Venusians as well? 
the the movie never really explains it to us. I I assume that they were assassins because, I mean, I, I don't know if it does explain it well, but they're they're not they don't know she's a Venusian. They know she's the princess from that country that they thought they blew up the first time. So that's why they're trying to kill her. They have no idea that she's they, they don't even, probably don't even think she is a Venusian. It's just a matter of fact they were hired to kill her and they're going to kill her. Um, they don't work for like out. They're not aliens or anything. They're just human beings. Honestly, um, and that also goes into another question: like, why do they want to kill her in the first place? Like, is, is it some sort of a monarchical thing or something? I think it might be because I think they allude to the fact that there's troubles in their whole land. That's what I attributed to. Like, it's it's a power struggle, and that somebody from within i guess her royal family put a hit out on her and that's why she was fleeing her country to come to japan for for uh for um for safe for, for safety for safety reasons um because uh, the, the important point is getting her into the venusian body that, that was the that was the most important part i guess um and it also kind of shoehorns the guy with the sunglasses into the plot as well yeah <laughs> um that being said I, I don't feel as i don't feel like that i feel i did well, they are kind of just there. I do love the brother and sister. Uh, they're together. I, I like them because they, they were like actually nitpicking each other, like brother and sister. Like it felt authentic to me. It was kind. Of, it was kind of funny in those moments. But those moments are few and far between. And most, unfor- it doesn't ne- hit nearly as bad as raids again territory. Oh no, it's not that bad. But I feel like this is definitely the weakest since then. Yeah, it's in terms of characterization of all the Honda films that that have come out to this point, this is probably the weakest in terms of cast. Right. Yeah, because he didn't direct Raids again. He's uh, but he's directed the last two. So, um, which again, that probably goes into more the line of like just have the characters be simple, no no arcs, no stuff like that. It's the focus is on the monsters, um, and even then, the monsters are not even in it that much. Yeah, and it is kind of disappointing in that regard. Um, but when they are there, I think they're, they're spectacular. Um, how, like, okay, so the plot is not as simple. It's, 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 the cast is okay at best. They, they get the job. I think we can both say that they get the job done. Yeah. Okay. Um, that being said, uh, like Tyler alluded to earlier, uh, the, the, the movie shines at most when the monsters are on screen. Um, which kind of mean, it, I, I hate to say this, but the movie's kind of, like, there are some fun, like, little action sequences between the humans and the assassins as they try to protect the, uh, the princess, but, like, most of the movie is kind of, like, she shows up, um, warns about the she attack. She says she's from Venus. Yeah, she says she's from Venus, warns about the attack, cut away to Rodan, cut away to the, to some other people who are overlooking, uh, Ghidorah's egg, and then stuff like that. A lot, a lot of the, um, a lot of that stuff is just uninteresting. Um, it doesn't get interesting until Rodan shows up, and then when Godzilla shows up. Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, which, which is a shame. I, I, I hate to say it, because I, I, I don't think this is a bad movie. I don't think this is no, a bad not movie. Not at all. It's just a different type of movie. Um. But what one thing? Okay, one thing it does is, since I think we pretty much said all we can about the cast. Um, Aside know, from the Shobuchin, who are kind of in this movie just because Mothra's here as well. 
Yeah, which I did kind of... I like that scene where, like, they're on, like, this, like, talk show where they're talking... Like, this kid's talking to Mothra. Um, I, I mean, that's your hint that they're trying to get at more kids when you they have the, the Shobajin talking in front of an auditorium full of little kids. Um, I guess everybody just, you know, hey, cool, Mothra's a thing and everybody knows about the Shobajin now and they can just... How are they on. able to book that appointment? Yeah, can you imagine? Oh, my God. Who... Who's their, um, I wonder who the Shobajin's uh, agent is and who's booking him to this. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, um, I'm glad we got to hear Mothra's song, I think, twice in this movie, so that was, that was nice. But, um, let's get to the main, let's just get to the main event, uh, which is the, which is the four-way, uh, four-way fight. Uh, even though there's a couple of fights before then, um, so this is Godzilla and Rodan's first confrontation with each other. And it is, it literally feels like two elementary school kids just kicking dirt at each other. It's literally <laughs> kicking dirt at each other. Literally just throwing rocks at each other, like King Kong from King Kong versus Godzilla. Per, per, uh, pretty much. So, like, and it, 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 the fight is almost treated like, like on a comedic level, because all Rodan does is use his wings to blow back Godzilla, kick some rocks back at him. Um, he pecks his head. Pecks his head at him like a bird, which makes sense. Godzilla doesn't really... He's kind of just like... Uh, 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 just so bewildered that he's being even attacked I'm like this. I'm spit on you. Yeah. Um, but one thing this movie does... And like it's, it, it is that it, this is the start of the giving the monsters a bit of a personality. I think it kind of started with King Kong versus Godzilla, honestly. I, I kind of agree there. It's been more so with King Kong because Godzilla was kind of just like you know the most he did was like had his stomach like yeah let's go, um, but like here because like they're legit like bickering like school like school like school punks who are arguing over turf they're legit doing that in this movie, um, and what's and my favorite scene in this movie is like after they're done squaddling and Mothra and her larva form shows up the Shobajin translate. Like it basically, so Mothra gets summoned to get to convince Moth to convince Rodan and Godzilla, hey fucking hey fuckers, knock it <laughs> off. We got something bigger coming our way, um, which is like like you know like uh, which I think that's hilarious. Um, how do you well, how do you feel about like Mothra being used as as that device as the as the mediator? Yeah, like it kind of makes sense for Mothra's character because it's the more peaceful monster out of the bunch. So it kind of makes sense for uh, Mothra to be the uh, arbitrator in this exchange. Right. Um, it does lead to my favorite scene where the Shobujin basically translate a conversation between Mothra, Rodan, and, and Godzilla. Uh, which I love this scene so much. Um, cause, like, and just to get their attention, she string shots them and they both laugh at each other. Like, like knock it off! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Um, but we got, like, a little bit of mindset in the Godzilla where, like, well, why should we, like, Godzilla basically says, why should we help humans? Because, like, Mothra's trying to convince, you know, like, hey, we should help the humans. When they just do anything but pick on us and Rodan's like, yeah, they just pick on us. Um, which is, that's why I thought, like, this is their offspring because he just, he somehow knows that his, his mother and father are, are dead because of humans. Yeah, it makes sense from the monster's perspective that why should we care about these, uh, tiny monkey people right they do nothing yeah and it, it, it according to the shobajin godzilla basically says they just do nothing but bully us 
We're just, I'm just trying to live, man. Y'all are in my way. I was hungry the last movie I was in. I just wanted to eat an egg. I just want to sleep in my cave. Yeah. Um, which I I, I, I love it. Um, that it's my favorite scene. It's that's my favorite scene. In the movie that's not a uh, a fight scene. Um, but do you do you, th- do you think that's a bit too cartoonish? Where they kind of like giving the Shobajin, letting him voice over, and then you have like they're kind of like animations, you know, kind of look, kind of, kind of, it looks kind of. Do you think that's too goofy, or do you think it uh, works? I mean, we kind of already have the Shobajin, which is kind of a ridiculous concept as is. True. So I'm not too plussed about the scene being in, uh, being in this at all. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, uh, it, yeah, I. <laughs> God, this, it's such a weird movie. Um, honestly, it's it's a really weird movie. But uh, of course, luckily they set all their differences aside, and and then we get a four way fight, uh, or technically three on one, with Ghidorah um, against Mothra, Rodan, and Godzilla. Um, I thought it was pretty well. I thought it was pretty well done. I thought they did. I it, you, you can tell the the budget went to making Ghidorah looking as cool as he as he could possibly. Could. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the entire budget went into Ghidorah in general. Right. Because apparently um, it took like 30 people to maneuver Ghidorah for this entire film. And apparently his scenes were the longest to film. And you can tell why when we get into later movies when Ghidorah shows up again and when they don't give a shit about Ghidorah, what happens? Um, oh, Godzilla vs. Sky again. Sneak preview for you there. Um, oh boy. Yeah. Um, but I, I do love the, the... Like, they they gave... They made Ghidorah have like a majestic feel to him. Like... And they made him feel otherworldly from his design, how he approaches, how he fights. They made him feel different than their other monsters beforehand. Yeah, Ghidorah doesn't fuck around in this movie. Like, he uses his gravity beams to level an entire city in seconds. Right, yeah. They they make they show how powerful he is, like, right right away. Yeah, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, so you gotta set the tone, you gotta set how dangerous he is. Um, but I, I thought, I mean, considering this is their first time doing a multiple monster brawl, uh, I thought it went pretty well. I thought, I thought it was still really, I thought it was really entertaining. Um, can you imagine the nightmare would have been if they had Mothra in her full, like, um, uh, butterfly form or moth form? I honestly thought that's what they were going to go for, but they kept Mothra in her larva form in this movie. Yeah. Um, which they probably did it because, like, probably budget reasonings and probably just, like, just a logistical nightmare of having both Ghidorah and Mothra having to And if move. they didn't kill off the second Mothra twin, they would have had to make two Mothra suits. Speaking of, did they explain what happened to that other one? Did they, no, did they, they don't. I assume that the, one of them ate each other. That's the only thing I can assume. Or probably died of diabetes or something. I don't know. Yeah, that island is rich in nutrients. I, I my my headcanon is that they ate that one of they ate one of them ate the other, and that's the, the strong shall live. Mothra's not a fuck piece. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Uh, surprisingly, um, uh, there's some and there's some, there's some fucking really cool stuff that like they do with like the action sequences, especially with how Godzilla lifts up Ghidorah. Like that to me was the most impressive one, honestly. Yeah, the the one part that uh, caught my attention uh, the most was uh, Rodan and um, Mothra be, uh, teaming up together. 
Right. Because uh, she's not in her uh, moth form yet, so she can't fly. So she uses Rodan as sort of a boost to get an edge up on King Ghidorah to simulate the fact that she's flying. And that's cool. I like the fact that they can work together like that. Right, it's 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 really cool seeing the monsters work together, and of course Godzilla is basically like the head on the salt guy because he's the one who can take the most take take. But Thor's he never head. gets the idea to use his atomic shot on uh, Ghidorah the entire fight. No, which is yeah, you're right about that. He doesn't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he might have used it all when he was fighting Rodan. Yeah, it's like I'm fucking tired. Probably like, didn't drink enough Gatorade or something. Probably uh, need more radiation in the morning. Um, <laughs> Didn't get his coffee. His Keurig was broken. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, like, it, it, I think this is the beginning, this is, this is also the beginning of, like, the monster fights are the best part of the movie, honestly. Because we're gonna, I think we're gonna see that in the next couple of movies. Um, this kind of yeah, sets, sets, sets the trend. Um, but, uh... How, how do you, but overall, how do you, uh, overall, do you, how do you feel like on the skit? Like, do you think this fight was the best one so far? Uh, or do you think other fights did better? Um, or do you think like they made a clusterfuck make, uh, not, ha- they made it not a clusterfuck? Uh, the idea of introducing Keaton Ghidorah as like the main bad guy and having three monsters with a mutual purpose fight it is a cool concept. It's just not executed as well as the previous two films, I feel. Yeah. I mean, because the other ones you could have, it's like one-on-one, you could do more, it's more focused versus like you're constantly cutting away between the action, so it's kind of hard to stay focused a, a little bit. Um, they get better at it, for sure, in later movies, uh, with they, when they do multiple monster brawls, but you could tell it's still like, this is like, well, I, maybe a bit too ambitious, but when we get to the next movie, you can st- they, they learn from their mistakes. Um, but overall, I think it's a solid first attempt at a, at a, like a, at a big monster brawl like this. Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, okay. Uh, you have any other, any research tidbits that you wanted to share? Eh, she here. I believe we covered everything here on my notes. Oh yeah, here's one thing that I wrote down because I thought it was so dumb. Uh, basically, uh, right after the, uh, Venetian spirit, uh, inhabits the body of that princess... She trades her bracelet uh, to an old fisherman, and apparently he gives her his pants. And I thought that was just so funny out of context. Yeah, that's yeah. There's a yeah. Um, that's a, that was that is a great moment. Um, yeah, I don't want to say this movie is a nothing film because it is a critical point for Toho. Um, it sets the stage for a, like a lot of tropes that we would see coming further. Uh, but I don't think. Ultimately, I think it lacks the teeth of the previous movies, and I think that's a for me it's a bit of a detriment. Um, but I think that's just a, a sea change that's happening. And obviously, I love the next movies that are coming up, most of them at least. So it's it's just watching them in order and seeing this like, oh okay, I see where you're going now. I see. I see you. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Uh, Trying to think of what else we could say. Uh, music, I thought was great. Like here, Fuka being constantly knocks that out of the park. Um, Ghidorah's theme, I love. What did you think about Ghidorah's theme? Honestly. Oh yeah, I I really thought the music in this game was uh, dynamic and uh, it set the tone for uh, all the scenes that uh, they are presented in. Yeah, and he definitely his his theme definitely sounds like otherworldly. 
Like, all the other characters, like, Mothra's very, like, you know, we talked about Mothra's and Godzilla songs before, but Ghidorah had a very, like, bombastic regal, regalness to him, but, like, terrifying at the same time. Everything about him is just in your face. Right. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, over, overall, I think this is a, 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 I think the previous one is still better. You can tell it's a bit rushed. But it's not a bad movie, um, not a bad movie at all. Uh, we're not gonna get there for a little for with the next couple. We're gonna get there soon. We're almost there. Um, God, I'm not looking forward to that at all. Um, uh, let's 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 go ahead and um, put a let's go ahead and give it a go to the ratings board on this one. Um, unless you have anything else you want to mention about uh, Ghidorah, about Ghidorah the three headed monster. Apparently he was supposed to be uh, blue or pink, but uh, they felt like uh, uh, he would stand out more on the screen if he was gold, so that's what they went with. That's the only trivia that I could think of off the top of my head. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, I think it's such an iconic... That's such a look. I can't imagine Ghidorah. Maybe if they ever make a, uh, Ghidorah, a Godzilla fighting game, they'll give him like a pink and blue alternate color. Um... Just like as like shiny Ghidorah, yeah, that that would be cool. Um, uh, but yeah, overall, I give this about a three and a half, honestly. Yeah, that would be my rating as well. It probably floats around the the three area for me. Yeah, very good monster fights. Uh, very fun, you know, the beginning of showing more personality for the monsters. But the human plot, while not boring, because it's you know it's, it's an assassination attempt on a on a on a foreign princess, like it should be exciting, but it just it feels hollow. It feels a little too hollow for 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 me, honestly. Yeah, it feels very undercooked. Is what yeah. it is. Um, and I feel like they could have put in the monsters in a lot earlier because you don't get Rodan for a while. I mean, you see Mothra, but it's just in this horror form, kind of like, yeah, I'm here. What's up? How you doing? I'll be back later. <laughs> um, but uh, luckily, we're not going to have to wait long for the return of King Ghidorah. Because uh, next one, uh, next week when we come back, we're going to tackle possibly one of the f- most iconic images or gifts in Godzilla's history. And there's a lot, so I don't know. You could probably guess which I'm talking about. Uh, next week, we... Next week, we basically get a remake of this movie in a weird way, just to give some teasers. Um, kinda, sorta. Like, not really. Uh, next week, we get Invasion of the Astro Monster. We're going Star Trek before Star Trek. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be next week. And you'll see what I mean by remake when you watch it uh, for our show next week. Uh, but let's go ahead and get out of here. Um, you know, obviously, Ghidorah, and, and so you all can enjoy Ghidorah the King, uh, Three-Headed Monster again. Tyler, where can people find you? You can follow me at Twitter at HeyIt'sThatTy. I also stream stuff on Twitch TV, backslash TyYourShoes1. We just uh, did a broadcast for uh, Mario Kart 8 earlier today, and that was fun. Awesome. Uh, you can find me at Twitter.com, this is MarvelousZiggy for all things concerning the Marvelous One. Thank you, anybody who's taking time uh, to listen to these episodes. We do love doing these, talking about Godzilla um, not a lot to talk about this one because most of it's monster fights, unfortunately. Um, but uh, ultimately, I think we had a good time watching this, and I'm—I've re- never seen the next one, uh, similar to Raids again. This is the first Godzilla movie I haven't seen since Raids. 
Uh, so, um, or old one that I haven't seen. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. But thank you everybody for checking out, and please check out the Charge Talk Gamecast, which happens every uh, Friday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern. And I'm not going to do the time zones because you can do the conversions yourself. Um, uh, please check that out, chartshow.com, for all the content there. And as always, dudes, go, go, Godzilla. <laughs>